And this is Business and Bourbon, a podcast where I dig into the whys and the hows of my esteemed guests. I'm your host, Brendan Everson, and today we're diving deep into the professional journey of Barry Lowenthal, Media Kitchen CEO, who now spends his time investing, advising, and sharing his experience in speaking engagements. Barry, how's life? Great. And I should mention, Barry is the former CEO of Media Kitchen. Is that correct, Barry? That is correct. That is correct. Yes. So typically on Business and Bourbon, we have some some drinks to share. Now, Barry's brought his favorite flavor of LaCroix. Barry, tell us about the Lemon LaCroix. It was on sale at Publix. It was on sale at Publix, so that is why we have Lemon LaCroix that today. Is why. So cheers. We'll get that little pop going here. So I want to start, Barry. Um, now, now, Barry and I have known each other for um, some weeks now, and we met at a networking event, and Barry was sharing his expertise with me, and I thought, what a wonderful person to have around just as a guest on this podcast and around in general. And Thank you. Um, I, like I said, I want to start by putting you in a memory. So you're at your first day as Media Kitchen CEO. You're walking into your office. You're opening the door. You're sitting down into your office. What do you feel in that moment? Fear. Fear. Why fear? Um, it was the biggest job I ever had, and I didn't really know how to do it. Um, and so I had to, I mean, nobody ever teaches you how to be CEO or president. Um, you sort of just do it. And, and so I just had to just jump in and do it. There were, there were also, I think, some people that um, thought they could do the job too. And um, that always makes it a little bit um, complicated when um, you have to walk into a situation like that and earn everybody's respect and trust very, very quickly. Very quickly. Yes. How does, how does that work exactly? Like, do you do things intentionally to earn that respect or is there I mean, I think the best to way made? to earn respect is by being authentic, you know, um, dependable, um, reliable. And so I was, you know, I just told them what I thought and then I just executed exactly what I said. And so 16 years of, of CEO experience later, and here we are. So in those 16 years, you, you accomplished quite a bit, I'm sure. But one of the things that drew my attention, you know, especially in the, the digital world we live in right now, especially working for a digital marketing agency myself, <clears throat> is that transition from print to digital media. I mean, of course, through that, through your time, I'm sure you spent a lot of time dealing with mostly print and then that evolving to digital. So can you maybe talk about that experience a little bit, that transformation? It's a really good question. Um, you know, it was slow. It was a really slow, gradual process. We didn't wake up, you know, one one morning and all of a sudden print went away and there was only digital to learn. Um, but there was this one moment where we had a, um, a digital um, group within the agency. And I think that whenever there's an innovation in, in, in anything, um, certainly in media, the way that you um, socialize that innovation is by creating a group of people who are responsible for learning and executing and teaching the rest of the agency about that innovation and that every agency had a digital group to do that, as did we. And all of a sudden, I think it was around the financial crisis, so that must have been like, what, 2006, 2007? Mm -hmm. um, we had all of these clients that were really interested in digital media, but we and we had budgets that were moving into digital, um, and we had budgets that were moving out of traditional and we didn't have anybody that we could hire to work in digital media because there was a hiring freeze. And so we slowly but surely were starting to retrain people who were working in the offline media channels to learn the digital channels. Because it had to happen. Because it had to happen. Um, but what, but what I th there were a lot of unintended consequences, which were really amazing. The first is that we were giving people who didn't really have a career path a new career path. 
we were keeping clients really happy because they were getting their um, deliverables met right away um, because we had people to do it. Um, and we, we were creating an integrated solution where we had now people that worked across all media channels, which I think was the best unintended consequence. And so we accelerated the shift from offline to online by giving more people knowledge on how to think about all of the channels and how to deploy them as one holistic plan. Incredible. So, I mean, you, you kind of see with media journalism nowadays, if you're, you're, you're just, you're an, a multimedia journalist. So, I mean, that same kind of vibe is what you created over there at Media Kitchen. Exactly. And then very quickly we realized we didn't need an offline group anymore. So we, instead of having an offline group and an online group, we just had media people who were responsible for ideating and executing in all media channels. Okay. Okay. I see that. And I mean, I, that brings... It brings another question to the forefront is, is your clients. You mentioned your clients and how they were happy that you were able to deliver for them while, you know, going through this transition. Um, in the client space, I would say people can have varying levels of knowledge on, you know, digital this, print that, whatever they're doing marketing-wise. How did you see that shift um, internally and externally match or was there a difference? Um, was it tougher to get clients on board than it was to get people internally on board. Kind of tell me about that experience. Yeah. So, you know, back then, um, every client who wanted to have a long career had to learn digital. I mean, they all realized that and companies like Google and, and Facebook had no problem getting meetings with clients or with agency people because they were brand new and everybody knew that they were the future and everybody wanted to learn from them. So they took meetings. Um, Clients were really curious and excited about it. I think that the big challenge was um, accountability and applying a lot of the same measurement that we were applying to offline channels to online channels because clients had to justify spending in these new channels and they had to prove to their shareholders and their finance teams that these were viable channels worthy of an investment. And that's something that, you know, your, your average sales guy myself would never think about, you know, having to convince all of your shareholders that this is, this is, something that we, we need to be doing. So I can see that as a, as a major challenge, but I mean, that buy-in, you get that buy-in automatically, you know, however you get it. If, they, if it comes after time, if it comes, once they have that buy-in, were there any challenges after that or was it just go, 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 go? So digital media is incredibly complicated um, to execute. It's far easier to send one print insertion to a publication and have um, a schedule run for the whole year. Um, I mean, it, it's it's very, very easy to execute a print campaign. But I mean, think about all the steps that go into executing a digital campaign from negotiating it, deciding all the different assets, um, how you're gonna be evaluating it as a clicks, impressions, views, um, time spent, um, how um, what happens when an ad breaks or when something doesn't get served or when um, the client's ad server doesn't match um, Google's ad server, or when there's just inconsistencies in different reporting. I mean, there are so many things that go wrong on and on and on. And so it's far more complicated to execute a digital campaign. Yeah, I would, I would, I mean, in digital now, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I've, I haven't worked too much in print myself. I mean, I've, I've come up in this digital age. So, I mean, I'm thinking through the challenges that we go through every day, you know, organizing digital. And I mean, yeah, that's, that definitely lines up a little bit. So tell me about that. When you were doing print, that was just something you would send off. I mean, you had your creative, you had that sent off and it's just bang, bang, hands clean. And you're done. Incredible. Yeah. You needed far fewer people to execute an offline campaign than you did an online campaign. And then, so then 
when you got out of that hiring freeze that you mentioned, how quickly did you build up that team? Oh, very. We, we always had a great pipeline of, um, of people. We were always building relationships with the different colleges. Um, everybody um, along Madison Avenue knew who we were and often took our, you know, often took our calls. So we didn't really have much of a problem filling our pipeline when we needed to, thankfully. I, I mean, an organization as such as Media Kitchen should be no surprise. Um, one thing else I noticed about Media Kitchen that I wanted to talk about, um, I know we, we discussed this briefly um, in our last conversation over there, um, but you had offices in several different countries. Yep. So you were an international company. How did, as CEO, how did managing people from all over the world change your perspective on managing people in general? 